0: A Word for Today, Lion's Down's daily podcast to help you abide in Jesus by seeing to it that his word abides in you. Nothing could matter more. This isn't to replace your personal Bible reading and prayer, but rather encourage and help you in it. Welcome back to A Word for Today. It's Sunday the 6th of December and we are having our last session on these uh, verses. uh, Joshua's closing words to the people of Israel. And today we're going to look again at Joshua 24, verses 23 to 28. He said, that's Joshua speaking to all the Israelites, verse 23, then put away the foreign gods that are among you and incline your heart to the Lord, the God of Israel. And the people said to Joshua, the Lord our God we will serve and his voice we will obey. So Joshua made a covenant with the people that day, and put in place statutes and rules for them at Shechem. And Joshua wrote these words in the book of the law of God, and he took a large stone and set it up there under the terebinth, that's a tree, that was by the sanctuary of the Lord. And Joshua said to all the people, Behold, this stone shall be a witness against us, for it has heard all the words of the Lord that he spoke to us. Therefore, It shall be a witness against you, lest you deal falsely with your God. Those are Joshua's last words to the people of God. Lest you deal falsely with your God. Verse 28, So Joshua sent the people away, every man to his inheritance. We saw yesterday, didn't we, that that covenant only lasted, it was only effective for one generation, and that the generation that immediately followed the generation that Joshua had led turned away and embraced the Baals and the Ashtaroth, the foreign gods of the nations around them. And we saw, therefore, that that covenant was not the solution. But I want to say to you, it does point to the solution. Now if you look at the end of verse 26, there's a curious little phrase there. It says, under the terebinth, that's a a tree, that was by the sanctuary of the Lord. I looked closely at the original language, which uh, really said, under the terebinth, which in the sanctuary of the Lord. So it's not exactly clear what it means, but I think it would be reasonable to say that it is connecting the sanctuary of the Lord with the terebinth tree, with the tree. The sanctuary of the Lord is really describing the Holy of Holies, the inner sanctum, where God was accessed by sacrifice. That sanctuary was fulfilled in the temple, ultimately, that was built at Jerusalem, guarded by a curtain through which the priest on the Day of Atonement entered by bearing the blood of sacrifice to make atonement for the people, the curtain that was torn in two from top to bottom at the time of Jesus, thus fulfilling All the sacrifices which pointed to the coming sacrifice of the perfect Son of God, the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we see that there's something about that tree that is being connected to that Holy of Holies where God was accepted, uh, was accessed by sacrifice. You see, what we are meant to understand is that the lifeless stone of human commitment that Joshua placed under the tree was to be fulfilled in a living person on the tree. Human commitment cannot work. We cannot overcome the foreign gods that will condemn us and lead us on that path to destruction in our own strength. Moral resolve will not do just as that big stone of that Israelite commitment did not do. But what we have instead is a person who hung on that tree, who did resist the temptations of Satan to embrace the foreign gods of this world. You see, if you remember the temptations that Satan presented to the Lord Jesus Christ, they were all connected to idolatry i have understood those temptations i think in a new way as i've thought about this the temptations that satan presented included a temptation to turn stones into bread to receive the sustenance of creation they included a sight of all the kingdoms of the world and their glory and a promise that they would be given to jesus if satan would only fall down and worship if jesus would only fall down and worship satan And they included the promise that uh, if Jesus would cast himself from the pinnacle of the tabernacle, God would have to look after him, and that would gain Jesus a following. It would gain him the respect and adulation of the world around him. And you know, all those things are connected to creation. Satan was tempting Jesus to embrace and receive the glories of creation through Are worshipping him through worshipping Satan. And Jesus resisted those temptations. By the way, that last temptation, Jesus presented himself in Scripture, which absolutely pictures the false church that does the work of Satan by presenting the way of the world, dressed up in sanctified scriptural verses. We see that all the time. How terrible that is. That is the way Satan works. He works through the false church. And we see that Jesus, in resisting all those things, was able to say to his disciples at the end of his life in John 16, 33, I have overcome the world. Jesus, the perfect man, God taking up human flesh, overcame the thing that accounted for the fall, the thing that we cannot overcome. And so that He was able, through overcoming it himself, he was able to become the perfect sacrifice and payment for his people's idolatry, his people's commitment to serve other gods, his people's commitment to embrace the gods of the world outside of the Christian church, his people's commitment to go the way of the world. Jesus resisted that. And so was the perfect spotless sacrifice to pay the price of that. And he therefore provided a new covenant, not like the covenant that Joshua made with the people, the covenant founded on human commitment, that lifeless stone, a covenant that was broken at the end of just one more generation. No, Jesus provided a new covenant between himself and his Father. He, as the representative of his people, a perfect human being and his father, a permanent covenant, an eternal covenant that was perfectly executed and that works, that exists forever. The covenant that we all need, where forgiveness and perfect righteousness can be found in Jesus Christ. Because when we trust in Jesus Christ, we trust in the one who did overcome foreign gods, who did not go the way of the world, who did pay the price of his people who did go that way, and who therefore, when we enter him, we are in effect forgiven. We have in effect, in his death, paid the price. And instead, we have received that perfect righteousness of Jesus Christ. And so the covenant that Joshua provides at the end points exactly ahead, and it's meant to point ahead, to the covenant, the new covenant made between the Lord Jesus Christ as our representative and his Father. So here we have the culminating lesson of discipleship, the culminating lesson of Joshua to his people. Do not trust in yourselves. Yes, we are to put away the foreign gods that are among us, but we can only do that through the one that Joshua pointed to, the Lord Jesus Christ. That is the culminating lesson of discipleship. You see, idolatry foreign gods are the unchanging threat. They are the root of all evil. They are superbly camouflaged. We are helpless against them. But in the Lord Jesus Christ, there is rescue and freedom and cleansing, everlasting cleansing. So what should we do from here? Well, if you're a Christian believer, Can I encourage you to search out the idols to recognize that they are getting under your radar, they are entering your life. Identify them. Understand their utterly corrupting effects. When you live the way of the world, you just become like the world. Recognize your helplessness to deal with this by your own moral resolve. You cannot do so. It's too deeply rooted in your human heart to do so. Would realize that Jesus Christ died to free you from the power of those idols. And in that gospel power of Christ, put away the foreign gods that are among you. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this wonderful gospel message. Please would your people not go the way of the world, but ever love and receive the gospel, your word. And your Saviour, the Lord Jesus Christ. In His name we pray these things. Amen. A word for today, helping you abide in Jesus by seeing to it that His Word abides in you. This podcast was brought to you by Lionsdown at lionsdown.org.